Okay, I think this is going to be a better way of predicting and, and discussing what's going to happen in this upcoming World Cup. As of recording, we are one month away from the start. Let's get into this and hopefully give me a little bit of redemption from my last video where I predicted the whole World Cup. All right, so what's going on, everyone? It's TJ here from Rugby Muscle. Once again, I'm looking forward towards the Rugby World Cup, and I'm also looking back at my predictions that I did a couple of weeks back. Thank you guys so much for everyone that commented and interacted on that one. Love to see and hear from you once again in the comments below. Let me know what you think of my predictions here. But I think this is going to be a better way of doing it. Rather than predict out every game and then like the consequences from one game one week like bleed into every single following week rather than do that and because there's games that are like 50 50s that if predicted one way mean a significant thing if they're predicted the other way also mean a significant thing and it just the way it all plays out it made for a fun activity and a fun video but i don't think it's a practical way of looking ahead to this year's World Cup, because I think this way makes a lot more sense to me. We're looking at the different bands of contenders rather than predicting out every single match. And if I get one wrong, like the whole shape of the World Cup is skewed. Rather than do that, we're going to look at each sort of band of contenders for the World Cup. And I say contenders because the... The nations that have just about qualified, shout out to all of them, you know, your Portugals, your Uruguays, Chile, etc. Shout out to you guys, but realistically, these, these teams aren't contenders. They're just going to be happy to get one win, and so they're not even going to get a mention in this video. What we're going to look at is teams that are going to be viable contenders. So before we actually get into the ones that I think can win, we're going to look at some teams that I think if they get it together they can ruffle some feathers. This isn't to say, I think, like, I don't think these teams are going to win. That's quite, like, it would be a shock if any of these teams ended up winning the World Cup, like a, a major, like, probably one of the biggest shocks in the history of sport if any of these teams were to go on and win the World Cup. But with that being said, they're all capable of ruffling some feathers. So first off, we've got Samoa. They already beat Japan in the uh, Pacific Nations Cup. I think they've got a good chance of beating them again in the pool stages. They look good. They look like the most settled, potentially out of Fiji. But they, like No one was talking about Samoa when they changed the international laws to allow you know capped players to switch allegiances. Everyone was talking about Tonga, and rightly so, because Tonga have bolstered their squad quite a lot. But Samoa have sort of snuck under the radar here and they have got a good squad together and as with all the Pacific Island nations because they have more time together in a World Cup year than normal like that can only mean good things for them and I think that they they could absolutely upset definitely upset England or Argentina I think they're probably going to be favorites to beat Japan so that season being third but if they beat England or Argentina that could potentially even see them making it into the quarterfinals do they get beyond that? Like, probably not. Do they get beyond? I mean, and if they get to the semi-final, like, like it's going to be a stretch each step of the way. You, you can question each game individually and see them progress, and you could do that with each individual team and country in this tier. But whether they're actually going to have enough to get all the way is is almost certainly way beyond them. Same thing for Italy, right? I could see them having a miracle game against France. 
it's hard against New Zealand. New Zealand is just different. But France, sometimes you can see Italy stepping up. It could happen, but let's be honest, like they're not going to progress. And even like, even if they make that miracle game against France or New Zealand and they make it happen and they somehow get out of that pool, they're not going to get out of that pool. But they say, say hypothetically they somehow do. <laughs> Who have they got to meet them in the next game? Either South Africa or, or, um, or Ireland. So, yeah, good luck to you guys. So, you know, again, it's not a knock on their quality of their team or, or not be, their ability to pull off one upset. But when you win a World Cup, it's got to be game after game after game after game. And that's why I think predicting this way and looking at the teams this way makes for a lot more sense. And again, even this could potentially be controversial. People are going to get mad at me for this video for sure. But we'll, we'll, we'll go on anyway. So next we've got Georgia. Again, could be anyone in their group. They're in the group, I believe, with Australia and Wales and Fiji and Portugal. They could be anyone in their group, but they could they're probably not going to beat everyone like that's and that's could could be a decent rule of thumb for all the teams in this tier they could they could beat most of the teams in that the group in their group on the day will they beat all of them and will they keep progressing and through the quarterfinals semifinals probably not tonga tonga unfortunately just have a much tougher group ireland south africa i just don't see them winning against those two teams particularly with the way the Ireland and South Africa play. It's just a bruising, tough game to like. They'll do. They'll find it really hard just to get into those games. Scotland again. They could upset them because Scotland are a little bit less predictable than Ireland and South Africa, and they're not just going to smash it up front. But again, on their day, they could pull up uh, one upset against one of those teams. But like, it's a tall, tall order for them to even make the quarterfinals. And once again, if they make the quarterfinals, who's facing them? France or New Zealand. So again, it's just it's going to be a bridge too far for them to make the uh, the semi-finals or the final. Fiji, on the other hand, have a genuinely good chance of getting to the quarterfinals. And if they get to the quarterfinals, they're facing they're probably out of form England or Argentina. That that's bodes quite well for them. Um, I think they've they they could actually go quite far. And you could even see potentially looking at this the way this is going to pan out. There could be a couple upsets and there could be a Fiji-Samoa quarterfinal, which means either Fiji or Samoa make the semis. Are they going to get any further? Probably not, but that's that could potentially, if there's a couple upsets, be a scenario where, like again, that's still upsets happening for them to get that far. The final two teams are the ones where people might get mad at me for this, but Scotland, I just don't think, have the sustained quality to really make an effort or an effort to go and win this World Cup. I think they could beat Ireland or South Africa on their day. I don't think that they have the squad to beat both Ireland and South Africa and win their group. And once again, they, if they do by like outperform, really do their best and get out of their group, who have they got to face in, in the semis? New Zealand or, or France. And that's just the way it goes. And I, It would be a huge upset for them to even make it out of the group. It would be an even bigger, and I'd say on the scale of Fiji or Italy or Argentina winning the World Cup, Scotland, it's just going to be that much of a like that big of a miracle if they win it. Argentina definitely do have quality throughout their team. Los Pumas can beat anyone on their day, but winning a World Cup, as I've already sort of alluded to, is about winning week after week after week, and I just don't see them having the squad to to really do that and to upset the bigger nations. After one, and if like 
they possibly could do it. It's a really outside chance, along with the rest of the teams in this third tier that if they get it together, they can rustle, ruffle some feathers. I think that's that's all the hope is of these seven teams is if they really do get it together, they could cause some upsets. They can have a good time in the World Cup, but realistically, they have no chance of actually winning. Next, we've got teams that need to pull something out that I haven't quite seen yet, but they still have a slim hope to go on and win it. This is more an indication of the way the the pools have shaped out than anything. This isn't really an indication of the talent that these teams have. It's more of an indication of how this World Cup worked. So in this band, we've got Australia, we've got England, and yes, we've got Wales. I wouldn't have included Wales if I'd have made this video last week, but I do actually think that they've got some level of quality that they could actually win enough games to go on and actually win the World Cup. Is it is are they favorites? No. <laughs> like it's still going to be an upset if they were to win it, like it would be if England or Australia were to win it as well. And if you disagree with me, of course let me know in the comments below, but I think the way I've seen it up until now is these three teams can all beat uh one bigger nation like not easily, but it's all within their capabilities. You saw that with Australia almost uh, upset in New Zealand last week. You've seen that with Australia on their day, always pulling off a, a decent performance when they when they really need to, when you least expect it, they come out and they can really perform. And they've always they've always had that ability. Plus, you factor in the Eddie Jones coaching. I think he just might have something up his sleeve, like he did for New Zealand in the 2019 World Cup. Quite admittedly, though, England were playing better leading up to that versus what Australia are doing now. But I just think there might be something there. We're, we're still a month away. And and again, this is a reflection on the way the pools have panned out, right? Because Australia have a fairly, like a much easier route to get all the way to the semifinals. And by the time they're in the semifinals, then it's just two more games they got to win and they win the whole World Cup. Like that's absolutely a possibility. That's actually all three of these teams are here for that reason. The way it pans out is that like, even though they're playing warm-up games right now, the pool stages, because they're a little bit easier, and then even the quarterfinals where everything's on the line, that's even a little bit easier. That might allow these teams time to gain some momentum, to pull something out that we haven't seen quite yet, that they could go on and win those next two, the semifinal and then the final, actually win the World Cup. Like I say, Australia are always capable of winning, and even their fixtures might even pan out even more because they actually have a complete week off before the quarterfinal. That could work. That could work against them. With Eddie Jones, we're never really sure. England also have like a, a weird way of their fixtures. They've got Argentina first up. And then as long as they've won that, then they've got another four weeks just to prepare for the quarterfinal, which is then just to prepare for the semifinal. And so they've got like, they're not under the same amount of pressure that, you know, your Scotland's and your, even your South Africans and Ireland's because they're in that group are up against. Like, they, they just have an easier way of, of being able and more breathing room to get it together. The other teams don't. And it's not a saying that England have even near the amount of quality that the, the teams that are ranked above this tier have. It's just to say that they might be able to put it together to win two games and all of a sudden, like, that's all it takes to win the World Cup is to win two, to upset two games. England beating Australia isn't going to be a huge upset. England beating Argentina isn't going to be a huge upset. England beating Ireland and France and New Zealand or South Africa, those are going to be upsets, but that can happen two weeks in a row. And that's that's all they need to do to win the World Cup. 
Same goes for Wales. I can't believe I'm saying this. I thought Wales were trash after the Six Nations. I thought they'd not got it together. I thought all their old fellas are, are ducking out because they don't see them winning it or they're not keeping up. And I don't know what was going on with Gatland. I didn't have much hope in Gatland after what he'd done with the Chiefs and the Lions series two years ago. But now, again, I could be completely wrong with that. And the fact that like they're going to go into this and... The thing that might go against them is their last game in their pool stage is Georgia. So that that might go against them. That might go perfectly for them because that means that going into the quarterfinals, if they've already might have it all to play for, might be a winner take all game against Georgia. And uh like they win that, they get a little bit of momentum, they win the quarterfinal, they get a bit more confidence, and then they're in the semifinals and the same old story that I've just been repeating over and over and over again. You just have to win those two games. And all of a sudden, you've won the World Cup. So definitely a possibility, but it's a slim possibility for these three teams. This is where I'm actually going to get grilled for in the comments. I'm sorry, people, but this is what this is how I see it. Right, this team could go in. This is the the half a tier because they're they're not they're above the Australia, Wales, and England tier. They're below the top tier. This team could win it, but I just don't see them as a front runner or a favorite. It's a Sappers. Sorry, boys. Like, this isn't, again, this isn't a reflection on the talent. I think if you look at the talent across South Africa, they're up there with the very best. And in fact, they're they're so far up there that they're supplying the other nations with some of their best as well. Some of the best team players in the French squad are South African and in the Irish, they've got a couple Sappers, Scotland. Like, it's not to say that South Africa don't have the talent. If if the the World Cup was contested solely by how good your C teams are, like South Africa would be the favourites. But that in itself, I think, has come up to bite them a little bit where they just don't have the consistency and the rhythm that I think you might have to have in place to win a World Cup. They have the unfortunate reality of their fly half being injured, their star fly half being injured, and... I don't think he's going to be fit for the World Cup. And even if he is, he's going to be like taped together. That's not good. They don't really have a rhythm of their, of, of a, of a start, of a solid start in 15 and maybe even 23. They've just got so much talent. They, they haven't got a solid combination settled. In 2019, they did. But also like in 2019, they weren't, they're not the favorites now. They weren't the favorites in 2019. I don't think they were the favorites in 2007 before they won it. Like, they don't have to be the favorites to go and win it. They can still absolutely, it wouldn't be an upset if South Africa went and won it to me. It's just that they're a step off of the, the two, the, the three teams ahead of them. Like, I, I, I'd still say if South Africa were to beat Ireland, New Zealand, or France, that would be an upset. That's, that's just the way it is. If, and I think South Africa have the talent. They could use a group stage where they get it all together, but. I just don't see them having the cohesion to to I don't I don't, don't see them winning it. I see them absolutely having the ability to win it, but it would surprise me much more than it would be the final three teams that are in the top tier. Goes without saying, New Zealand, Ireland, and France, like these three teams should be disappointed if they don't win the World Cup. Like that's it's gonna be a failure for these uh, any of these three teams. So two of these three teams have no choice but to not win the World Cup, at least, right? And actually, I think two of these three teams, 
No, only two of these three teams for sure will be in the semi-finals. You can't, we cannot have a semi-final in this World Cup that features Ireland, France, and the All Blacks, and that's just the way. Again, it's the way the draws happen. Not so much as a reflection on the talent, but these I can't really separate these three teams. If if France were to beat Ireland, that's not going to be an upset. If Ireland's going to be to beat France, not an upset. These three teams are pretty much neck and neck with each other, right at the front as favourites to win the World Cup, and rightly so. New Zealand right now playing really, really well. Their pack is absolutely brutal now. They've got that. They've added that bow to their string. Is that how you say it? No, the string to their bow. I don't know. However you say that, they've added that element where they, they can now just win games in the tight with their pack, with the group playing really well, with their the whole front row playing really well, and their whole pack being really physical they've always had the backs they've always had the ability just to play really good rugby and win games that way but I think they can also now win games tight the problem is is that they've got to win all of them they just lose one game and that's it they're out and that's the reality of a world cup and again not all of these you can't have three winners of the world cup so I can't really choose between them they've just got class everywhere now the only concern with New Zealand is have they peaked too early like have they got or have they timed this perfectly leading into the world cup i guess we'll see my question is like and and even that if if they've peaked right what is their peaking though like because are we really impressed with what we're seeing in the rugby championship because if australia are so far off of it like is them smashing australia that that really that great you know like what what sort of opposition are they facing like they look really good but like tier five teams look really good when they're playing tier seven teams so is it is it a case of them being that good or is it a case of the rugby championship not quite being at the same level as the Six Nations? I don't know about that one. We'll see, I guess. That's that's the whole point of the World Cup. So again, if you think I'm wrong, that's fine. Let me know in the comments. I'm not saying that it's not. I'm saying we're, we're all going to find out. And I'd like again, I'd love to hear the discussion in the comments to see what we all think of this. To finish off with, I guess we're going to touch on Ireland and France. These are one and two in the world, I think, or have New Zealand overtaken front? No, I think these are one and two in the world. Ireland just seem to have it all coming together. The timing is perfect for them coming into the World Cup. They look like they've got depth. They've looked like they're all playing to the same beat. They look like any of their second string players can come in and do the exact same job. It's just that they they haven't, they are playing one of the other two teams in the quarterfinals at least. And if they get through that, then they're probably going to play one of the other two teams in the final. That Those are two really hard games to win. And, you know, they can still do it. They're still one of the favorites. Can they be ruffled? Like, you know, that's, that's another thing that we haven't seen them. And that maybe that's a question we could be asking about New Zealand. You know, they... New Zealand haven't really come up against that much adversity. Ireland, when they have come up against adversity, if you look at what's going on with Leinster, they they lost. But then again, it was Munster that ended up winning it. So, like, who knows? You know, it's it's just it's interesting to see, and there's no way of predicting it. That's why we that's why teams go and play, and that's why this video is just for fun. So please don't take it too seriously. With all of that being said, France are still my favourites. I just think probably because of the romance of it all, because of them hosting it, they deserve to win the World Cup. They've been that tier one nation that's that's made a bunch of... How many finals have they made? Two or three? And they still haven't won it. I think finally we need a non-English speaking team to, to, to go out there and to go and get it done. 
I think from what they've done with their domestic game, they deserve it from what they've done with like their, their under 20s are crushing it. France are going to be a dominant force and winning this home World Cup just sort of puts that exclamation point or the dot on that exclamation point. But again, they could be ruffled. Unlike the other teams, I mean, this is this is why they're ahead a little bit in my in my book because they've got a settled squad. They've got a really deep squad. They've got so much talent, but they also have a settled 15 or so that really seem together. And I think we're going to see this. We haven't seen it. Like, I know pe- people are raving about how well um, New Zealand are looking go- heading into the World Cup, but what have we seen from France from that, like, from that top echelon team, from their top starting 15, we've only seen greatness. And and yes, they lost, they didn't play as, they had a great first half against Ireland in the only game that they've lost in my recent memory. But since then, man, man, can this can this squad perform? And, and again, they're at home. It seems romantic. They are still my favourites, but they're in the top band of, of these three teams. And so to like solidify my thinking behind these three and a half tiers of teams, any of these three teams win the World Cup, you're going to be like, yeah, kind of obvious. Like they that, that was going to happen. If South Africa win it, you're going to be like, oh, okay, they, they managed to beat these two of these teams and you'd be surprised with that. If Australia, Wales or England were to win it, you'd be like, wow, like didn't see that coming. That's about it. You, you wouldn't be shocked beyond belief. If any of the teams in that bottom tier were to win it, that would be the shock. I think England, Australia, Wales, you're like, that didn't see that coming. That's an upset. But all they had to do was win those two games and, and they then they did it. The South Africans, little bit of a surprise because they just because of the two teams that they've had to beat to get there and win the thing. And then the, these three teams, the All Blacks, Ireland, and France, like no one like any of these three teams winning it is not an upset. No one predicting it is going to say, "Wow, like that's controversial." It's kind of obvious, and so I thought that's the best way to arrange it because it's a pick'em once you get to these different stages. So hopefully that makes sense. Let me know your thoughts. Where have I got this completely wrong, or or do I sound like I actually know what I'm talking about? What would you like to see from upcoming videos? We'll hopefully be doing at least one of these World Cup videos every two weeks maybe every week going into the World Cup. Hit that thumbs up button if you've made it all the way to the end, of course, because that really does help out the channel. And subscribe if you are a player yourself that is looking to uh, perform at your best, looking to know what you should be doing in the gym and likes to look at the analysis of what you should be doing, what rugby players should be doing to make the best out of their own athleticism, what they should be doing with their strength and conditioning. That is what we're all about here at Rugby Muscle. If you'd like to work with me or get any of our programs, all going to be linked in the description below. Thank you guys so much for watching and I'll see you in the next one.